never dress a hoe. Hey, never dress a hoe because she can <laughs> keep her legs closed. <laughs> I love it. Hi, and um, welcome to the first episode of season two of Queer, Black, and Awkward. I'm your host, Orion, and next to me I have... Telco. Okay. Okay. Actually, question: When what? is this thing gonna come out? Is it gonna come out real late? Like, um, um like, yeah, like, maybe like a month from now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'll still be hot. Okay. You're still. You're still. Yes. You'll still be hot. <sighs> but this is gonna be cut out because, like, it's an illusion. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know it's gonna, gonna come out in a month. <laughs> but yeah. So. We have made it to season two. If you are watching on YouTube, um, I now have two microphones, you know, so that's an upgrade for season two. Wait, you know, people can make money off of YouTube. They monetize the videos. Is is that how you afforded this mic? No, it's my hard earned nine to five job. I don't earn any money on this yet. (laughs) Not yet. But yeah, so um, thank you for tuning in thus far. Um, on today's episode, we're just going to, you know, <laughs> explore a bit of this um, fine <laughs> creature <laughs> that's sitting on my left, my right. I mean, just you know. Now know you got now you got story. me confused because I'm like trying to like figure out on the laptop. What? If people are watching, left, right. Just do whatever, you know, just be. You know, school was really hard for me. What? Like, just education was hard. You know, left, right, up, down, one plus one equals Whoa. two. It was so rough. That's why I ended up in the arts. Oh, same. <laughs> but, like, not the basics that were not hard. <laughs> I mean, but no shade to you. No, I was actually, like, growing up, I was, like, I was a bit slow Uh because I was an artist, whatever. Um, But like, uh, so when I was little, uh, my parents had to put me through different schools because one, I hated going to school. It was always a mission getting ready for school. Mm -hmm. And then also um, there was this one like kindergarten, right, where the teacher kind of saw how distressed I got and she would, she like, she would separate me from the kids. Mm-hmm. And like, just like let me hang out at her place and feed me. I was a bad baby. I love food. Um, side note: Whenever you know when they feed the baby, they put the yeah. food next to the mouth. They open their mouth. I would just keep opening my mouth <laughs> so they'd have to feel my stomach to see if I was full. I still open my mouth. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but so the so the teacher would separate me, and um, because of that, um, I wasn't progressing at the same speed as all the other kids, and so like. Um, my English and language was a bit slow, so my parents had to move me out of that. Okay. So it took a while until I got into the hang of education, school, and talking. And talking. Yeah. Now you're more articulate. You should see me eating. <laughs> and you can communicate. Sure. You always be eating anyways. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's something that has not changed. I haven't even intro properly. You went on your tangent. So I'm going to intro this properly. Okay, okay, okay. intro, intro. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you can now find Queer, Black, and Awkward on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitchin, 
basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts and if you want to see the visuals you can just search queer black and awkward on youtube and you know see how what toko looks like he is some dark chocolate uh, all those sexy um i'm cafe mocha okay cafe, cafe mocha. mocha okay okay cafe okay. mocha sorry cafe mocha <laughs> <laughs> that's your nickname cafe mocha it's actually so sad like in my family um, I'm technically like light skinned to my family. Um, except when you put me in, <laughs> when you put me in the sun for like two minutes, it's like poof. <laughs> nope, <laughs> no more. Yeah, no, I feel you. So before I start with the questions, I usually um ask my guests what's their mood and color. So I'll go first. Um, my mood is joyful. And my color is mahogany. Oh, shit. Okay. Ooh, What's fancy. your mood and color? Uh, my mood is definitely happiness. And my color is pink. Pink. Okay. Yeah. Life is good right now. Yes. It's, it should always be. It is. And you know what? It's like, I mean, the last, like, I think between like 2010 and 2014, it was like up and down. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time, like, things are consistent, emotionally consistent. And um, there, there are like good days and bad days, but I always get back up again. And so I'm just like, yeah, emotional maturity. Here I am. Yes. So what... When you were growing up, what TV show or movie or a movie or if it's like multiple movies or a TV show or multiple TV shows that you like encountered while you were young that like inspired you to um, work Mm. in the entertainment industry? You know what's so awkward? You said work as if I got a job. Um, Oh, like, okay, like... Uh, no, no, but, uh, Like your interest. Okay. So, um, um, side note, if I burp, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> You're human. It's okay. Um, but I remember, um, so back in the nineties, um, we didn't have cable. We had the, what do they call that? VHS? The, you know, you put it in and yeah. VHS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, <laughs> videotape player. <laughs> and so, like, my dad um, had um, Lionel Richie live in concert and Whitney Houston uh-huh. live in concert. And so, as a baby, because I was slow and I was big, fuck, I was a big baby. Um, so, uh, what I would do is I would just sit in front of the TV and I would literally just watch mm-hmm. these live performances and so the story is that um i would always have to have a lotion bottle or one of those like a bottle thing and i would hold it to my mouth and i would like lip sync and pretend that i was part of the concert and so um if they were trying to get me to sleep or take a nap they would give me the lotion bottle um i don't know what they call it in english but they put you on the back they have like a, a rap thing they wrap the baby ethnic 
Mm. Uh, oh, like a uh, like a sheet or yeah, like it's an actual fabric, a cloth. Yeah, something. and and then okay. you put the baby on your back and you tie them. Mm-hmm. And so I would always they would give me the lotion bottle, I would hold it and I would pretend I was performing. And then um, the only way they would know that I fell asleep was when it fell down. Okay. And so for me, um, in terms of TV and television, um, that I think now when I look back in hindsight, that got me into the entertainment industry was that moment those like live concerts of Whitney and Lionel Richie oh sad note right oh my gosh so it was the time when he came out with dancing on the ceiling right so at the end of the concert he does (laughs) and then um they have the harnesses on him and then he ends up floating up to the ceiling and that freaked me the fuck out as a child because I was like what the fuck he flying Oh my gosh, Lionel I know. And then after that, you realize he's just like hanging from like a string that's <sighs> so thin, so you don't see it from like the naked eye. <laughs> but he was so fine. Oh, Lionel, <laughs> Lionel Richie can still get it. Ew. What do you mean, ew? Like Lionel Richie? Yeah, because because nah. it's the idea that like in bed he's gonna serenade me. You know. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That's how I'm about to say <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So I also noticed that you're you also have an interest in like the fashion the fashion industry. Oh yeah. Um do you remember like maybe a designer <gasps> or maybe a model Ooh. that caught your attention growing up? Oh don't don't oh lord don't don't and do you remember the effect it had on you don't get me started (laughs) so i think for me i have it is a love a respect admiration Mm -hmm. for the industry itself and i remember 2004 or five perhaps um christian dior john galliano the haute couture collection i don't know whether spring summer fall winter um it was the one where it was inspired by um Marie Antoinette French Revolution where they killed everybody. Um and so all the gowns were like the inspiration it was like blood and gore, but it was beautiful. And so for me, um and I remember it was thanks to the TV, it was the first time that I saw garments um that were theatrical that were also beautiful at the same time mm-hmm. it was the first time where i saw a live like i don't know it was like a live performance okay or a moment that was so heightened and beautiful all, all at the same time and so that was like my first introduction into loving fashion and then from there it was just like okay i need to know who did this who made it where did they come from so yeah following John Galliano. And then when he got fired from Dior, I was in South Africa at the time. Oh my gosh, I was so sad. R.I.P. Dior. It's It went downhill from there. So how do you find the state of Dior now? <laughs> like, um, I... If, you know, one thing I'm happy about is that, okay, they do have a female creative director. And I think that the mm-hmm. fashion industry has been really controlled by men for a long time. And so what's come out is this um, idea of a woman. 
And I think a lot of these male designers are creating for an ideal woman, mm-hmm. not for the real woman. What Every real, day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what real women actually want. Yeah. And so, um, I, so I'm happy about that. However, um, she doesn't need to be there. She, 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 can, she, can, she can go back to Valentino, where she ruined that as well, too. Ugh. But, yeah, I... Like, there's certain designers who are um, female designers, like Stella McCartney who uh, and Victoria Beckham, who are women who make clothes for women. And that is mm-hmm. fantastic. That is great. And I think some of the issues in the fashion industry is because of patriarchy. Uh, A lot um, of the problems in however, our society. <laughs> however, though, I think there are people like myself who we are... Because I fell in love with the old world, a part of me wants that to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think that certain, that's the, like, it's funny, fashion and theater, because that's where I, I, I studied theater. Fashion and theater are very interesting because they are rooted in the old, old ways of doing things, heritage, years and years of passing on traditions, on and on and on. Um, and, and that's what keeps that prestige there. Mm-hmm. But yet they still have to move into the present moment. And so I think that the thing that I love about fashion is that... Oh, damn, my phone. <laughs> I think the thing about fashion is that mm-hmm. it's... They're elements of the old. So like the old couture where literally you no one can just claim that they're old couture. Like there's a process that you got to go through. You got to fulfill certain criteria to do that. Mm-hmm. The, the ways in which the designers um, work with the clients and don't um, share that private information... That's part of the heritage of couture. And so because I fell in love with the old world, I still want elements of it to be there. And that relates also to certain designers and certain houses that, great, you have someone creating clothes for women. But however, we, we need one or two who make clothes that are for the ideal woman. Because, like, an, not an people illusion. are going to be stepping out in these elaborate outfits mm. that they have on the runway. Like, no one has time no. to be doing that. But for me, though, yeah. it's it's this feeling that I get that I'm just like, like, I feel elevated. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, my gosh, I want to live in that world. And so, yeah, so people like John Galliano when he was at Dior, Alexander McQueen before he died... Um, Valentino before he retired. I mean, um, even Christian Lacroix, who some of his shit I did not get, but stuff, people like them, as Zina Laya before he died, I think this year. Like, people like that, they made clothes that, oh my God, it was just like, how the fuck did you do that? That is so beautiful. I can't wear that in my everyday life, but who gives a shit? I just want to look at it. Look at it, yeah, for sure. I feel you. So do you feel like... uh your the knowledge that you have in fashion influences the content you make or the art you make and how or in what ways um i think it does this is an issue that i have like with film school or certain uh, artistic institutions Mm -hmm. when you have students there they're told that oh you do film you study film watch film all the time I don't believe that. I think that if you 
choose to be an artist, you should expose yourself to different mediums. So if you want to make film, great. But look at architecture, look at photography, read poetry, read literature, actually, you know, read stories because that's going to influence how you write a script because there are multiple different characters um, out there. Um, look at photography, look at images, look at how colors are, how color is used and angles and all that kind of stuff. And so I believe in exposing myself to various art forms. So whether it's fine art, like sculptures, installation pieces, um, as well as fashion. And so oftentimes when making content or making work, it's not very clear as to how is this influ- how is how is this particular show influencing the work. It just mm-hmm. finds its way, fragments of it finds its way in there. But I mean, one example is that like um because I saw um John Galliano's show, shows and how they were so out there and they were really bold and powerful. I remember a lot of my performances back in the day were always hyper... What kind of performances? Oh, honey child. <laughs> I did this one performance um, in drama school. It was my final year, so I was I was like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, basically, I got this table, um, filled it with like pastries and desserts. Um, and before I talked about how I was afraid that I had never experienced hunger and that I was afraid of poverty coming from a middle-class background and in a country where there's extreme poverty, it was just growing up a fear that if you don't do well in school, this will be you. You'll be on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to question, like, okay, I'm done with drama school. Am I now going to be poor for the rest of my life? What do I do now? And so, yeah, had the cakes on the table, took my clothes off, danced, and I rubbed all that stuff all over my body. Okay. I don't know where the video footage is. It's out there somewhere. Um, but it, it was, but shows like John Galliano's where they're very impactful, mm-hmm. they hit you in the gut. And so that was the kind of stuff that I wanted to make. So that's the inspiration there, that I want to make stuff that like hits you in the gut. That is an experience. Okay. Um, so I'm not necessarily interested in, um, in depth. I'm more interested in giving you an experience, making you feel something. Like evoking emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So even when I did one, my one-man show, it was never... Even though it was... People didn't like it. A lot of black people did not like what I did, though. It was really about the experience of it. And, yeah, when you come watch my show, or if you encounter one of my presentations, mm-hmm. you're going to have an experience. Experience. No, I get... I feel that. <laughs> I can actually attest to that. <laughs> it is an experience. Oh, God. <laughs> and it sometimes hurts my body. You know, like, when you cover yourself, like, oh, my gosh, I did the same, a shorter performance at Pride last year. I was on the BQI stage, right? Okay. And it was so funny because, like, I saw these little kids. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, and so, like, <laughs> I basically, like, stripped all my clothes. And mm-hmm. I had honey and cream and I poured all myself. And the audio track was um, playing this guy talking about being femme in gay culture. And how, like, your body, you're not often sexualized. You're slightly embarrassing. You're less than compared to other um, cisgendered masculine gay guys. And so the idea was that, like... And I think what I like to do with my stuff is that um, even though I'm I'm a cute little, I'm a little yummy snack, um, my body is not the number one choice. 
my body is my body type is not oftentimes sexualized. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not um I'm my body type is not commercial. I'm not every guy's gonna be like, ooh. Drooling, yeah. It's yeah. not the ideal beauty. And so what I like type. to do mm-hmm. is I like to sexualize myself. I like to objectify myself because no one else will do it. Yeah. And it's not fun when you're rubbing cream and honey and it gets in places, right? It gets And d- not only that, it gets sticky when it dries. Try so. sitting on the subway, right? <laughs> like smelling yeah. like whipped cream. And, yeah. and your coochie coo is sticky. Yuck. <laughs> but tasty as well. Not when it's like dried up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else in the moment, but then after it dries up, that's another. That's another. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just leave that over there. So you're about to out yourself right now, because <laughs> I no, know no. how like you like to come across like, uh, you know, no, never done that. What? <laughs> it's know. true though, but okay. <laughs> I know you've done things. A a a. Don't snitch. <laughs> Don't snitch. <laughs> so moving right along. I've seen, I've came across um this like little sh- short video you you um put on your Instagram about um I, it was like these three guys that were like sitting outside of a restaurant and just having this conversation about dating. Oh. And um, they were talking. Like, this black guy was talking about this one, like, I don't know if it was all of them or just one. They were talking about the white guys that they were going out with. I was, like, very interesting. I literally was <laughs> just like, what video was I naked? No. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, that was just basically, like, uh, um, so, finally, our film school got to make a short, final semester, not year, final semester, got to make a short film. And um, so mine was basically a proof of concept, a teaser for what would be a TV show, the black gay version of Girls slash Sex and City. Um, But I didn't, but I wanted it to be, to have conversations that I feel as if people are not having. I, I I wanted a new proposition, a new presentation of, the community because mm-hmm. oftentimes I felt as if um, if you are black and queer your your life is really depressing which, yeah or hard and hard which uh, I admit yes for a lot of people it is yeah but it's not everyone's mm-hmm. reality yeah and and mm-hmm. and we had a conversation about this I think last week where people don't often talk about classism mm-hmm. and and my own experience as someone who's black and queer, cisgendered male, is that one, yeah, like, yes, I have privileges because of my able body, but then also where I was born, my educational background, because I come from a middle class family, because I went to private schools my whole entire life, it means that the people I surround myself with oftentimes are not overt racist or they're super open minded, which means that um, if I go to the store, and someone might be approaching me or treating me in a way that may be racist or discriminatory. Because I have that private school mentality, because I grew up with all these things, I have that, fuck you, no, you will do what I tell you to do. It's that, like, private school entitlement situation, I think. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted, for my... For the show that I wanted to do, 
was that I wanted to show characters who they were not doing badly or they were not struggling that much. They had struggles, but they were just different members of the community. And I wanted to show one black person who um, he had come for money his entire life. And so that that alters and affects who he hangs out with and how he treats people. And so, yeah, it, the teaser was basically a conversation about like interracial dating. And I wanted to mm-hmm. explore that because what happens when, you know, you, both parties are queer, but one has a lot of privileges and the other one doesn't. And how do you navigate that? How do you find that common ground and mm-hmm. sustain a great relationship? Yeah, that when I saw it, it was very interesting. It gave me, like you said, like um, Gilmore Girls or like yeah, girls, Sex and City, Sex in the City. Because also, like I was just like, as a black guy, right? I have to compete. Like I'm like an iPhone five. Okay, like I Mm -hmm. like secondhand, but right. But there are these iPhone tens walking around. Okay, and most times I feel as if like um, 5C because you're colored. Oh, <laughs> I love. Yes. But I feel as if like shit, like uh, sometimes like I see guys like I'll literally like, I don't know, like I'll see another black guy and I'm just like. Like I have to compete with this white one, mm-hmm. with this Asian one and this Hispanic one, like. Oh my gosh! I know. Why do y'all just want the white dude? Have me. You walked me into my next question. I was about to ask okay, you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So good segue. Mm, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so like your experience with like dating or like or <laughs> hooking up or whatever the the kids call it these days. <laughs> what is it? Talking. <laughs> whatever it's called these days. With um. Um, people that are not like outside of your race. How was like your interaction and how did that influence that um, teaser that you made? Hold on. I'm not going to burp. Hold on. What? <laughs> Ooh, oh, Lord. Okay. You let it out. Mm, let it out. Um, oh, gosh. I think sometimes I'm also like the wrong person to to ask that question to because one, I've never been in a relationship. Two, I've never been on a date. Oh, you haven't been on one date? No. Girl, same. Same. <laughs> I have never I, been in, No one same. has ever asked me out on a date. And yeah. I've never asked anyone on a date. Because I'm really complicated same. like that. Because I have to really feel something for you strongly to yeah. ask you out. For or, me to waste my time like that? No. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, but then when it comes to... Because oh, oh, I went to, like, a private international school. For mm-hmm. me, difference. Like I, Like, I was surrounded by difference. And so, um, uh, when I was younger, the idea of dating another black guy was just like a no, because my whole family's black. I grew up around black people. I want something different now. Mm-hmm. And that's what the character says. He's like, I want something new. I want something fresh. I want something thrilling. And that was just basically me when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. uh, then I went to South Africa. Oh, my God. The black men. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> so th- that opened me up and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I'm attracted to difference. But it, when it comes to approaching or dating, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that 
I don't know if other people have this, but I have that complex of like this thought in my head that like if I go, if I'm attracted to a guy who's maybe of, of a different race, sometimes I'm just like, why me? Or like, why would you want me when you can have that white dude or that Asian dude or that Indian dude or that other one? Because they're more like exotic. So not yeah. all the time, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Black people can be exotic, too. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But, like, I don't know. I, I think, personally, for me, though, it's... Yeah. I, I'm just the worst person to ask that question because mm-hmm. I'm not on... I don't do that. Like, even, like, Tinder. I deleted my Tinder app. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many times I've deleted it? <laughs> so, are you on any dating apps or no dating apps? Well, who's asking? <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, uh, um, Jacked, Grinder, Tinder. I think there's a fourth one. Hornet. Deleted all of them a few weeks ago. Prior to that, I like I I always reinstall them, delete them, reinstall them, delete mm-hmm. them because I get bored. Because most times, like I, I just get bored with guys. Like no one sticks long enough. Because then what happens is, like, I see you, I'm attracted, I want to get to know you. And then it's just, I'm like, mm, okay. You lose interest along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my moon is in Sagittarius, if any man out there wants me. Uh, my sun <laughs> my is moon in- is in Sagittarius, <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, my sun is in Libra, my moon is in Sagittarius, my rising is in Aquarius. So, because my moon is in Sagittarius, I need change mm-hmm. quite frequently. And, Same. And so... Yeah, there's, and it's something that I, I, I struggle with, that consistency, because I, I, I love change so much. I had to click. Oh, I, no. Okay. Keep I, talking. I, I, I love change so much. And um, for me, one of my biggest fears is to be stuck in one place for the rest of my life, doing the same thing. That is my fear, too. Oh, my gosh. You do not even know. Like, that's like I'd rather kill myself than to even get to that feeling and sensation in life. So that's why I'm, like, doing everything in my power to not be in that position. But the problem is for me, though, is that I keep wondering what is wrong with me that I can't just I can't see a guy, find a guy and just be like, as I want you no, it's like uh, after a few weeks, months, maybe I'm like, oh, I need a new love. And perhaps I love the um, the thrill or the, the sensation of something new and fresh because it's the unknown and I'm figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And there's a, dis- there's a discomfort in it. Yeah. Um, and, and I find that also that like I operate a lot better in the unknown. If I know what's happening and what's going on, I become lazy, I become careless, mm-hmm. I become reckless. It loses its, its importance. Okay. But when it's, oh my gosh, it's new, unknown, then I'm just like, okay, I'm on my A game. I have to like be present. Yeah, I know. I feel you. Man, relationships are very, um, they're... <laughs> When I get there, Entrance. they're interesting. Can I tell you, right? I remember uh, growing up, like, um, 
back in the day when E used to have the E True Hollywood story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, watching those. Oh my gosh. Um I saw Elizabeth Taylor's one. I think I also saw Mick Jagger's one. But a lot of these people, every time I heard people's stories about divorces, their multiple divorces, I always felt a connection. And I always, um, growing up, I just had this thought in my head that if I was ever straight, I would be divorced multiple times. I'd like, and yeah, like there's just something in me that's always just been like, mm-hmm. if you get married, like, bef- like too soon, like probably in your 30s or 20s, you will get divorced. Divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so probably it's best that I'm gay and um, alone. <laughs> because I would I would be oh, getting divorced a lot. Oh yeah. How rude, right? <laughs> it's a timer. Is, is your phone the like second co-host? <laughs> yeah, I feel honestly. <laughs> do I have to time this camera? So we're near the end of the podcast. No. Yeah, I know. No. And I honestly I feel really bad because I just like I haven't I don't feel like I really answered any questions. No, you did. Because I just feel as though, like, I just made a damn fool of myself. Okay. No. Oh, for it ends. Um, so, hey, y'all. My name's Toko. Into the mic. I'm Toko. Follow <laughs> me on Instagram. Um, at Toko Masakini. Um, I'm single. Um, so what kind of guys Are am I looking? <sighs> Jesus, I wish. Um, but f- for you, <laughs> I could. What kind of man am I looking for? Um, he needs to be confident in himself. Okay. He needs to be secure. Um... A little bit of a belly is pretty good. I like to cuddle like that. <laughs> so you're not into abs? Actually, no. It's fun to look at, but no, not really. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I, I used to be a chubby chaser. Like I, I like them chubby. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. Oh my gosh. If if he's tall, chubby, right? Um. Nice hands. Nice feet. A little bit of hair. <laughs> oh, <Damn>. god. <laughs> oh my god don't get the see what oh my god <laughs> never trust the hell never trust the, the hell <laughs> never trust the hell cause she can't keep her legs closed oh my god <laughs> yeah okay so that's your PSA <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of all of my podcasts I ask my guests um, what is a queer awkward moment they have faced in their life past or present it doesn't matter i am oh my gosh i've been waiting for this tell me tell me okay it literally happened um saturday night right okay so there's this guy who i've kind of been hanging out with um i'll just call him baby daddy because he's got kids okay uh which is great because it means his sperm works um, so, uh, been hanging out with him. And so Saturday night, I was just like, okay, let me go get me some, some ice cream. Um, cause downstairs from my place is a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was there and he was just like, Hey, going out onto church street, come with, come with, come with. So I was like, okay, fine. Cool. So I went back up. I got changed. I didn't change my panties. I didn't put on a fresh pair of panties. So, you know, it's oh, in a okay. rush. Um, they weren't dirty. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and so yeah, I went down and I even put on my sexy kitty ears. I was ready to go. Um, and so he's like, all right, let's go. We're getting an Uber. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went out of the bar and his friend was standing literally outside my front door. Um, he looked me up and down 
gave me a look and was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and so baby daddy was like, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? And I was like, I- I'm just gonna go. Because by this point, it was like super awkward and embarrassing because this person who I don't know basically just like looked me up and down and just said no. no. Like just like, you're, you can't sit with us at all. And I couldn't just go back home because he was standing in front of my front door. So I literally walked like around the block <laughs> and then I had to take the back way into my apartment uh, just to avoid them because I was so embarrassed. Um, yeah, and then I told, I told baby daddy that like, okay, you know, that was a really awkward situation you put me in. And he was like, it, like, it, it took the whole of Sunday because he wasn't getting it. And then okay. finally he apologized for it. He was just like, hey, you know what? Come meet my friend. He's not that bad. I met the friend, not impressed, didn't like him at all. Whatever. Then, then, ooh. Yesterday, what was yesterday? Was it yesterday Wednesday or Thursday? Oh, yeah, Wednesday. 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 So I decided, okay, let me go to Starbucks, right? Um, get my white girl energy up. All right. So I go. And while I'm walking, I see a guy and I'm like, he looks familiar. He looks like baby daddy's friend. But you know what? I'm listening to my disco. I'm feeling frisky. Fuck you. So I ignored him, walked into Starbucks, and I knew he was behind me, but I didn't like leave the door open. I just opened it, walked mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. showed him, right? But then in my head, I was like, it's probably not him, whatever. But it, it boosted my ego. And then later that evening, baby daddy was like, I bumped into him and he said, um, how was Starbucks? And I was like, how did you know? And so he said, out of transparency, I'm going to like show you this. So he basically showed me the text messages between him and his friend and some of the voice notes where his friend asked, hey, that friend of yours, like, I saw him today. Um, I thought we were cool with each other. Does he not like me? And in that moment, I was just like, ah, yes, bitch. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now you know. Because <laughs> literally in that moment, it was just like, you know what? Good. You felt the same way that I felt, which was unsure. Yeah. Like, who is this person? I don't know them. And yet they're making me feel in this kind of way. And, um, yes. Mm-hmm. With my cinnamon dolce latte venti. Venti. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's one thing I hate about Starbucks. They're like stupid extra words <laughs> for small, <laughs> large, and medium. I, I just say medium or large. I, know. I, I say large it. and they're like, then they correct me. They're like, Benty? <laughs> I'm like, yes. I said what I said, large. <laughs> uh, I think because I sued like suburban white girl energy. They're just like. You mean Benty? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know what? I love a pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkin spice. Oh, You're so basic. <gasps> oh my gosh. And then pumpkin spice latte, right? Um, disco playing. Oh, I Naomi Campbell walk it. Wow. Mm, yes. That's why I'm single. Fuck. That's a horrible. That's horrible. Anyways, we're going to end it here. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. It was a it was a good interaction. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. I know. I feel like we can keep recording for a hot oh, minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, you can find him on 
You can find me on Instagram. Just Instagram. Don't try and stalk me anywhere else because perhaps there are other videos of me that are unauthorized. <laughs> uh, um, Instagram at T-H-O-K-O-F-A-S-I-K-I-N-I. Side note, you know one thing I'm very proud of, right? Like with my in- like Instagram mm-hmm. is that you never see ankles. I never, because a lady never shows her ankles. Because these men in the streets, right? Is that the reason why? What's... What's wrong with showing your ankle? Because it's, it's, there are certain parts of the body that are very um, arousinous. You know? The I mean? ankle, though? Oh my fuck! These men are pervs, right? Ankles. I never show my ankles, and I never show too much nipple. That's how you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is like the half of the nipple okay or what? It's just like, just like, you know? <laughs> That's basically all the nipple. You just put your head on the areola. <laughs> I'm classy. <laughs> A classy hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in. And also make sure to rate the podcast if you're listening to it on any platform. It helps me out. So, you know, if you're listening, just like rate it, whatever. It could be one. It could be five. As long as you rate it, you know? So, thanks for listening, and until next time, stay awkward.